the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in the studio today with a wonderful woman of God, a pastor, Phyllis Scott, who has founded the Tree of Life Empowerment Ministries in 2004 and currently serves as a senior pastor. She is also the president of the Pastors of Oakland, and she is with us today to talk about the many things that she is doing to serve the community. A little bit about her background. She's shepherded more than 150 shepherds more than 150 members, which she calls her spiritual sons and daughters. And she also is the founder of Exodus, which is a teen trafficking recovery ministry and the Empowerment Enrichment Academy, which is a spiritual and personal wellness development program based on biblical principles. I'm so grateful to have you on the show, Pastor Phyllis. Thank you so much for having me, Reverend Vanessa. It's really good to be here. Yes, yes, yes. So um, as you know, we came together uh, a few months back, really with our hearts connected around this issue of human trafficking and, you know, our passion to see people set free, people um, given the opportunity to find out who they really are, right, to explore their their purpose and to be free from all the things that keep us bound. And so um, I was so grateful to find uh, you and see, hear about the wonderful things that you've been doing uh, to fight against human trafficking and so, and raise awareness. And so, but I want to go back a little bit further. You've been, you know, the senior pastor of uh, your ministry since 2004. Uh, What, what, what led you to enter into ministry? Where did it all begin? Well, um, I was a PK, uh, actually a child of a, if any, those that don't know what PK is, there's <laughs> preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I was raised in a very strict spiritual environment where women were told that they could not uh, be in the pulpit. And I believe that. I believe that very strongly. But I always had a desire to do more. I was, uh, had done research 
uh, at a very, very early age on the dynamics between uh, women that have gotten lost in um, the sex industry and why women that were not uh, were, were not in the sex industry felt such animosity toward these women that were hurt. And so I started doing a lot of research as a young woman because I had this calling in my life to just understand human uh, thinking and human societies and the way that we were raised because I had been raised in a very strict environment. Uh, when my father passed, um, I then ventured out. Uh, to find out a little bit more about um, human uh, society and how we think and how we correspond with each other. And I uh, got involved in a religion, the um, that a Methodist, a part of the Methodist religion that uh, did have women in ministry. And I was appalled mm. of all that research and everything that I did. The research did not take me into the church. The research that I did took me into the communities of the black community. Um, it took me into the uh, professional community. It took me into uh, families and, and uh, the generational uh, curses that we all inherit in our families. But it didn't take me into the church. The church was off limits. So when I came into this uh, church that approved of women in ministry, I was confused. And so I went back to the way that I had been raised, as many of us use as our cushion as to why we may or may not do something. We were not raised that way. Um, and so I would um, get up and leave if a woman stood up to preach because I found it to be uh, um, something that I didn't agree in. Mm. Uh, and I didn't know why I didn't agree other than my dad said, you just don't do that. And so I didn't feel like they were led by the spirit of God. Mm. And one day the Lord called me. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I know I'm hearing this wrong. And <laughs> it took me some time before I accepted it. So it was nothing that Phyllis planned on doing. Mm. I had planned on writing my books and uh, living my life and still being judgmental of everybody that, that was in the pulpit uh, that was not a male. Um, and when uh, the Lord called me, um, first thing that I did was go to my husband. And my husband laughed. He was like, you're the one that said that the women shouldn't be there. And now I said, but well, isn't that a good indication that it's not me? <laughs> that it's not <laughs> me talking to me. Right. And um, shortly thereafter, through much prayer, much soul searching, much, much fear, um, much uh, insecurity about me being able to do this, much, um, oh God, just everything uh, negative that you could think of. I took one positive step. And because it was, you know, have you ever been called of God? And I know you have. Mm -hmm. It's something that you just don't shake. And so I went ahead and accepted my call in ministry. And that's where I've been for the last a little over 20 years. Wow. 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 It's amazing. It's awesome. Well, you know, uh, I, too. So I just want to share this with you, the pastor, that uh, that. I, too, was raised in a, well, I wasn't raised in church, but when I came to the Lord in my late 20s, I, I gave my life to the Lord uh, at a church that did not believe in women preachers. And so I literally sat under that teaching and in that kind of uh, not preachers, pastors, nothing, you know, uh, basically your your sister, uh, sister Vanessa um, and that's where you're going to stay. And, um, and there was a woman that was allowed to share on mother's day from time to time. And she was sister. So-and-so. 
And uh, I remember believing that, you know, because there are certain scriptures, you know, you can find in first Timothy and whatever that, that support that position. But I didn't understand the cultural context of that scripture. I didn't understand, you know, that if you believe that it was in contradiction to some other scripture, I didn't understand all of that. And I didn't know anything about that. And, um, and uh, I was part of a denomination that believed heavily in women being in leadership, but in my particular church, um, it, it wasn't, talked or promoted. So when I met my husband and uh, pastor Timothy Russell, he was like, you're a pastor. And I'm like, I can't be a pastor. I'm a woman. What you talking about? He's like, no, no, no. You are a pastor. You've been pastoring people for all these years. Don't yeah. you know you've been yeah. leading people. You've been yeah. encouraging them. You've been discipling them. You've been doing messages from the, from your pulpit on the street somewhere, you, you know, and, uh, and that was such an encouragement to me. And it actually inspired me, uh, of course, the Lord confirmed it a million times sure, over, sure. Uh, but it, it inspired me also to become a licensed pastor and um, with International Foursquare Gospel. And so I, um, you know, I want to commend you because I know that was hard coming out of, you know, your, your no, seriously. I mean, I just need to acknowledge. I know that was hard coming out of your um, background. Right. And where you had been taught otherwise. And and I think. I got to say, we're going to get ready to go to our, uh, a break and then come back. But I, I think this is a perfect place to start, because I think as women, we oftentimes are put into these roles uh, because of generational things, because of culture, because of history um, that um, where we're operating outside of uh, what we've been called to operate. And, and we spend this time in, in kind of a wilderness place. Right. Because we because of what we were told we're supposed to be. Right. And it doesn't always have to be about gender. It can be about race. It can be about um, social economic status. It can be about anything. And, and it's in those places where sometimes we can be easily preyed upon because we're not really walking in what mm-hmm. God said about us. Right. Sure. sure. So I love what you, you know, one of your conferences is called turning your pain into purpose and, or right. your right. And so when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about, Exactly that, the way that in which, um, you know, whatever our hindrances, whatever our pain has been, how God can use it and get glory from it. We're going to come right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. 
where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with Pastor Phyllis Scott, who is the pastor, senior pastor of Tree of Life Empowerment Ministries. And we were just talking about how she got started in uh, as, as a woman pastor. Um, quite, it sounds like <clears throat> a little bit reluctantly, uh, but when God calls, he calls. And uh, and so you started on your way. And, and I see also in your bio here, uh, sort of a, a a philosophy that you have embraced here. And, and you said, you're saying here on your site, you said, we believe that God has a plan to prosper you. Jeremiah 29, 11. We believe that God has planned to move you from your pain to your God-given purpose. We believe that once we overcome our spiritual injuries, that we are ready for spiritual healing, moving from pain to purpose, give voice and allow you to come out of hiding. That is so powerful. Pastor Phyllis, tell us more about this from pain to purpose. Um, My journey uh, in pastoral leadership, as uh, you know, begins way before pastoral leadership. It begins in the soul of a woman or a man, but it begins in your journey in life. And there was a point in my life um, where um, I did not want to live any longer. And uh, I'll just go straight there. There were just a lot of things that had happened. Um, I had, you know, raised my children. I'd been in an abusive relationships and I felt very unworthy of life. I felt unworthy of parenthood, motherhood and all of those things that society says we must accomplish successfully for us to find purpose. Um, We are identified and I was identified by what I did rather than who I was. I was a mom. So I was identified as my children's mother. I was identified as a social worker or uh, as a secretary or as a claims advisor. Um, I was identified as a black woman, but who was I? Mm. And I found myself just, wow, I just can't, I, I don't even venture down that pit any longer because what I did was I was an unable, I found myself um, after this abusive relationship, unable to function at mm. work. And I had a position, believe it or not, dealing with medical claims of people in the psychiatric units. <laughs> I would have to approve or disapprove their psychological traumas. And yet I was contemplating committing suicide myself. Um, I had a very, very uh, large account, which was the Screen Actors Guild. And that dealt with all of the movie stars that we look at on TV that have trauma and crises in their life. And we envy them because of their beauty, because of their wealth, their homes. But yet and all, I was processing their psychiatric claims and their inability to find purpose and worth. It is more common that you would ever know. Mm. So I went to a therapist um, and I had already made a plan that I was going to commit suicide. And I was just going through the process of um, being able to collect disability while I got myself ready to commit suicide. And wow. a part of committing, uh, getting that claim through, and I knew it all the steps because I did that as a living. 
Um, so I knew I had to see a therapist. I knew that I had to receive medication and I would take the medication and throw it away because I had no intention of taking it or doing anything to sustain myself. Mm. Um, it was then that someone invited me to a conference and mm. this preacher, this woman preacher who has since passed spoke on purpose. And I don't remember anybody to this day, Reverend, in that room other than me and that woman. Mm -hmm. And everything that she said was putting purpose back into my life. And when I left there, um, I got myself together and I found out my purpose and all the struggle and the demons and the uh, lack of words. I found purpose in all of that. And begun the ministry moving from pain to purpose. Wow. 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 I love that. And I hate, you know, I hate to hear that that happened to you. And yet I'm so um, excited to hear about what came from it. And, you know, I love, I just love God's word and, and, you know, the Genesis fifty twenty you know, always comes up for me in my life. What the enemy meant for bad, God certainly right. uses for good. Amen. So um, I see it all over you. Oh, my gosh. You, may, you just made me remind, reminded me. That's how I came to the Lord. You were already in the Lord, but but it being abused while there because maybe, you know, and I, I'd love to talk a little bit about how you think that happened. Right. Because sometimes. <clears throat> We're in the Lord. We know the Lord, but we're still susceptible to certain things because of the way that we think about ourselves or maybe because someone preys upon us. Mm-hmm. Someone preys upon our, you know, you know, uh, believing that everyone who's at church is safe, you know, believing everyone who uh, says that they're going to do X is really going to do it. I, you know, there's a variety of reasons. And but in my situation, I, too. Um, had that moment where I was planning to commit suicide um, before, right before I came to the Lord. And that's really what prompted me mm-hmm. to, to draw near to God as I was, I was, I was thinking about it and I went to Kaiser and I, and they put me in some groups and, um, but I, you know, I knew it was, it was serious. It was very serious. And um yeah. So what, what just, you know, how, how does that happen, Pastor, that 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 people who are in church become suicidal? How do you think that happens? Um, you know, we often look at people that um, the church is made up like a hospital. That's mm-hmm. the way I, I look at it. It's made up of a lot of hurt people that usually come to Christ because they're broken and they're hurt. But they don't cry out for their complete healing because they look around the church and they see and they think that everybody is better off than they are. But we don't remember that the church was designed and there for deliverance. It is there for deliverance. And in order for us to be delivered, we have to acknowledge that we need to be delivered. We have to not be ashamed of our trauma. We have to not be ashamed of our cracks in our souls. We have to be free to be able to speak it. But we also have to, because see, the devil hides in secrets. When mm. you keep secrets, the devil is so happy with you that you don't tell nobody, that you don't go to the altar, that you profess that you're fine, that you're doing just great. When you go home, you're being beaten by your husband. You, you don't have food to feed yourself. You just, 
You don't know which way to go, but when you go into the church, you feel the anointing of God, but God is anointing you and asking you to open your mouth and give voice to your pain. And we don't do that because the church has not made it safe for us to do that. Yes, that's right. And so I totally agree. It's it's actually, and then I hope that people don't take offense, but we've taught people how to be hypocrites. Mm hmm. You know, uh, the church is supposed to be a hospital where we're all, yes, we're all getting the care we need. I went up last weekend uh, to do a women's retreat and uh, I I talked about uh, basically was talking about how from the beginning of time, we as women have been have been uh, lied to by the enemy the way Eve was lied to. Right. uh, By by the enemy from the very beginning. And we've been believing those lies instead of switching them out for what God says about us. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, and then I taught the lesson. And then at four o'clock in the morning, I was done. I had done my teaching on Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night. And at four o'clock in the morning, the Lord woke me up and he said, I want you to do it, too. Oh, wow. You, you're you, you're not, you know, you, you're not exonerated from this exercise. I want you to find some words that you've been believing about yourself, Vanessa, and switch them out for my my truth. Yes. And, and I started journaling and writing them down. And I said, thank you, Jesus, that I get to be counted amongst the broken mm-hmm. and amongst those that are not perfect. Um, because I know that I'm still alive with the reason here, right? I'm not, yeah. I'm not ready to go home yet. That purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. I want to come back and talk about your role as the president of the Pastors of Oakland. I think it's so amazing, and I want to hear you know what are you doing? Who's involved in this? What are, what what is what is your charter? And how is the community involved? Getting involved? We'd love to kind of expand there. So let's. Let's take a quick break and we'll come right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com. PitchPerfectPresentations.com Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. 
where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Pastor Phyllis Scott. She is the Senior Pastor of Tree of Life Empowerment Ministries, and she is also the President of Pastors of Oakland. We are talking about uh, how to, you know, how a woman, a woman of color at that might start their journey, might be called to ministry and maybe some of the challenges that that poses in our culture and at least, um, you know, historically. And um, and then, you know, also talking about um, things that uh, we've experienced, hurts, habits, hangups, challenges, uh, pain and how God can use that for our purpose. Uh, and so I want to talk a little bit about Pastors of Oakland. So you have taken on the role as president for about six months now. Is that right? Since March of this year. Yes. Okay. And so what are what is the charter of Pastors of Oakland and what are you guys focused on at this time? Um, well, the um, idea behind the Pastors of Oakland was originally birthed by Bishop uh, Bob Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the founder of the Pastors of Oakland Association. And initially when it started, it was started out of the need to uh, encourage and uplift the body of Christ, meaning that it did not look to see whether you were Church of God in Christ, Baptist, none of that mattered, uh, as long as you were a part of the belief of Jesus Christ as Lord. Um, and the purpose was to go out and pray, initially was to go out and pray with pastors, find out what they needed, how they were doing, just to give them that fellowship and to know that they were not by themselves. Eventually, as all things happen, it evolved and it evolved into now bringing um, community needs to the pastors of Oakland and allowing the pastors of Oakland ecumenically to be able to see and hear from the community and understand what was going on in the community so that we can best uh, serve our congregations. Uh, So we began then doing that work and reaching out to organizations such as the Oakland Police Department. Major has been a major help in helping us to understand what areas in Oakland right now are being permeated by violence and how to help our congregation to be safe. Uh, The Pastors of Oakland also does a lot of community work and starts various programs such as a feeding uh, ministry to feed. uh, We're looking at trying to feed um, people for Thanksgiving and also to as a uh, spiritual wellness for the church, as pastors get what we call comfort burnout, you know, because they're constantly giving comfort, but they're not really receiving any. And so we have classes and um, speakers that come in and, and, and speak to the, um, the pastoral leadership team about encouraging them so that they can continue the work. Um, and so we become an organization that has evolved into the spiritual wellness of the pastors of Oakland, as well as the spiritual wellness of our community and our parishioners. So we haven't left the pastors out in saying that we need spiritual nourishment as well. We That's need uh, uplifting as well. And so we become that kind of, of organization. Wonderful. Um, I can't stress this point enough, especially how many pastors have. So my husband, I think I mentioned, um, he is a pastor of New, at New Hope in Hayward, but he's also an assistant supervisor for our denomination, International Foursquare Gospel 
And he looks after uh, roughly 140 or so churches kind of providing them support across uh, California and across the West. And um, he um, he and I have just sat and talked about so many instances where pastors are thinking about suicide. Pastors are discouraged, burnt out, Mm -hmm. um, left. They feel forgotten, beaten up. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that I, you know, I've been prompted to do is to become a a certified compassion fatigue practitioner Mm -hmm. um, to help not just pastors, but leaders in general, just kind of think about their own self-care, their, you know, um, their wellness, because it's extremely hard to be empathetic to other people when you're not well. Right. 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 And you just start saying, well, you ain't doing what I told you to do. Or you, you know, you, you know, you messing up and everything is, Mm -hmm. is you, 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 or, you know, or frustration because people aren't doing it the way you think they need to do it or, you know, or, um, y'all just a bunch of sinners, you know, it's just, it's like, it, those are red flags. Like, okay, that you need some you time, you know, you need some care. You need to go and get a massage somewhere. Um, you know, go take a walk in nature. Cause you, you know, the, cause the, the mercy of Christ has left the building. <laughs> yes. 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 So for yourself first, right. Cause I think, isn't it true that you, you stop having mercy for you? first right you stop letting god's mercy Mm -hmm. you know run over you and then and then you can't really extend it to others because you haven't been kind to you you know Uh, so so how do you do that you know um when you say about keeping wellness for the the pastors and um you know and and showing compassion is it by loving on them is it by holding them accountable to taking days off to making sure they're doing their Sabbath. Like what, what do you do practically speaking? Well, um, what, what, that's a good question. But basically what I do is I think about where I am as a woman pastor um, and the many battles that I have fight that I have fought and continue to fight. Um, And what kept me going, what kept me going or what did I miss? And even though when I was not the president of the Pastors of Oakland and I was just a member of the Pastors of Oakland and I sat there for 10 years, um, nobody knew me. Nobody knew me, the pain that I was going through, the hurt I was going through. And the reason for that is because as a pastor, I think that we are we think that people expect us to be okay all the time. Right. All the time that the holiness of God, that the comfort of God somehow works differently in us. and. It, it mends us differently and quicker and that we just have this, this supernatural uh, power that enables us to, to step over uh, all of the uh, discouraging uh, um, uh, and problems and, and, and uh, oh my God, so much. I can't even think of it, but all of the things that you mentioned. And so mm-hmm. what I try to do is I bring those comforters to the table because mm-hmm. we're not going to go. We're not going to find we're not going. We need it, but we're not going because to go shows that I got problems in my church or problem in my marriage or problem. Mm. So I'm not going. But when I bring them, then I got attention. 
and, yes. I, and I'm bringing them because I know what I'm going through or what I've heard somebody else going through or that the divorce rate amongst pastors has gone up or that churches are closed or that the pandemic caused us to go into another way that we didn't know how to go. So I bring people and that's how we deal with our spiritual wellness. And typically when they leave, they say, thank you. I mm. that. Um, so I bring them. Excellent. That is so good. So you use that platform as a way to meet somebody with a need, you know, they have that they haven't said they need <laughs> like <Yeah>. it. It's <laughs> a setup. <laughs> You've been spiritually set up. You've been spiritually set up to heal, to heal and to be loved on. I'm going to force you to love, get I'm some of this love. You to love yourself. <laughs> like that. Sometimes I have to do that. You know, my husband, you know, he's one of those strong men. And sometimes I just got to go up to him and I say, and I just hug him and, and I say, come here, come here, come here. Let me hug you. Let me just relax and help you yeah. to relax. Yeah. And he'd be like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, no, you're not. Come yeah. here. Let, let me yeah. get some of that hug on you right now. <laughs> and sometimes we have to do that to our brothers and sisters. So I think that is wonderful. Pastor Phyllis. Thank All you. Right. All right. We're going to take a break. I want to come back and talk a little bit. You asked me for some statistics about human trafficking and domestic violence in the city of Oakland that you really uh, you, you're surveying a lot of different groups. And I wanted to just touch on that a bit um, because I know that that we are having a horrible time in the city um, around homicides. And um, I know that is a top of mind, you know, an issue uh, for us in the city. And so I wanted to kind of bring in the fact that these homicides are also happening in context of human trafficking and domestic violence. And so um, let's uh, take a quick break and we'll come right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Pastor Phyllis Scott. She is the uh, Senior Pastor of Tree of Life Empowerment Ministries and also the President of Pastors of Oakland. And we've just been talking about a bunch of wonderful things uh, relative to caring for yourself as a pastor, how women become pastors, get called to to do that, and uh, a variety of uh, things that are helping us draw near to 
our purpose and to healing. Um, praise God. So I just wanted to uh, ask, uh, you know, so you and you had reached out to me to ask me about, you know, human trafficking in in Oakland. And I shared with you um, the chief of uh, staff at uh, OPD shared with me that there have been 30 domestic violence incidents in 2021 uh, involving a shooting or a murder and 13 human trafficking incidents, which resulted in homicide or a shooting, five prostitution incidents that resulted in a murder and a homicide. And so there, you know, amongst the 90 plus, I think it's 87 last I checked, homicides included. Oh, yes. 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 I did see that. Yeah. So, you know, what do what do you, what do we say? What do we, God, Lord, help us. That's what you say. That's the first thing you say. Um, I was very interested in, uh, because we, we've been praying a lot. We do a vigil and we've been praying in my prayer group and, um, and I have a chaplaincy program that I've started um, that has trained community workers uh, and uh, anyone that has a heart for the city of Oakland on community chaplaincy. In fact, we are having, you're going to be one of our instructors and I'm looking forward to that. And so is everybody else. Um, But we did not have those numbers and those numbers were important to me because Mm -hmm. it, it was the beginning of me. I've always had a passion for women. And this is very emotional to me. So I mean, this is, very emotional because I've all I've seen it. I've seen it. I lived off of international. I don't mm-hmm. even know how far back to go. I just can't go all that far back. But it started <laughs> for me when I was like 18 years old and I began uh, looking at um, uh, prostitution and asking mm-hmm. myself, how do women get caught up in such a, de- a demeaning lifestyle? How, how do we get here? How do we get here, Lord? How do we get here? And that's yes. always been in my spirit. And then when I got called into ministry, um, I lived off of international and I used to see uh, all these young girls out there. And thus Exodus, uh, the ministry that, uh, that was developed uh, through Tree of Life to help women that were in that lifestyle to get out. But then there came about something else. If that wasn't ugly enough, what came out of that was... Um, the young girl, I never will forget. A mother called my phone and she said, I can't find my daughter. And mm. I was like, okay. She said, I need your help. I understand you work in this community. Now, I had been walking the streets, talking to women. I'd been in the California hotel ministering to mm. prostitutes. I had a Bible study that dealt. I had my, my, my uh, congregation was made up of, of uh, John's prostitutes and pimps. Um, I... Uh, worked on the streets, talking to women, and even met a couple of members of my church that were on the street prostituting that nobody knew about because they hid it so well. Wow. They hid the fact that they needed to do this to feed their children, but they came into the church to ask for protection from the dangers of being on the streets, have mercy. Mm-hmm. And so I met this young woman and, and I began to do my research into sex trafficking and found out that, my God, these were babies. Mm. Were a little yes. different than prostitution. It wasn't oh, yes. a woman that's saying, you know, I'm going to do this. It was it was a it was a baby, a, a child. And 
And I remember going out with her and, and we uh, did training. I put together some training classes based on uh, programs that I had uh, partnered with back on the East Coast. And uh, we put these programs together and we began to go out and we we had uh, the Open Police Department Sea Care Program go with us. And we began to search out for the parents so that the parents would not be seen by their children because of the these gorilla pimps that we called them would see them, they would move them into places that we wouldn't see them again. I mean, for right. a 16-year-old to be moved to Sacramento is a big deal. I mean, you know, right. and there was this one girl that uh, got loose and um, the pimps found out because they put a tracking device on her and they tracked her back to her apartment, which was in 6ix9ine Village, and they mm-hmm. kicked in the door and they drug her back out and we have never seen that child to this day. Um, and wow, my God, the work is so great in this area, yet we have such a misunderstanding mm. of how we've gotten here, and we're not taking the time to find out. Uh, we're not taking the time as, as the body of Christ, Lord, forgive me for saying it, I gotta speak my heart. We're not taking the time as the body of Christ to pull together ministries within that church that make it all right for them to come and say, you know what? I need to be delivered. I need to be, I, I made some mistakes. I need, so I've had mothers come in with their daughters that have now been taken off because they were uh, too into uh, drugs, uh, uh, too uh, into their addiction to help their own children. And yes. this is violence. Yes. It may not be a gunshot, but it is a violence against women and a violence against humanity of the greatest proportion. Yes. And it is generational. It goes from one generation to the other. And when I was doing my research and I'm writing my book, Revival, it speaks about this. Yes. This generational uh, pa- pandemic that for some reason we feel it's okay. Right. We're not paying enough attention to it. And so um, that that's how I got involved in uh, that particular ministry. Yes. And, you know, and and it's interesting, uh, you know, first of all, I just want to acknowledge, you know, that I'm I'm now I'm sharing your pain about this, this young girl that's never come home. And for me, I can never get used to that. I'll never get I'll never get comfortable with that. I'll never be able to accept that. I have a young lady right now. She's been missing. Um, you know, she hasn't been safely housed since she was 14. She's now 17. And we've been looking for her for the last year and a half. And I'm not going to stop. Even when she turns 18, I'm going to keep looking for her. And she's very mentally ill. I am going to keep looking for her. Because that's that's God's daughter. Mm-hmm. And he wants her. And he wants her well. I'm not giving up. And um, it's... You, you know, the, 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 like you said, the trauma that, that these young ladies are going through, these babies. Can you imagine? Like, there's so much, you know, this is one of the reasons why I become infuriated about bills like SB 357, which I want to just encourage anyone who's listening, please go to our website, loveneverfailsus.com forward slash SB 357. Please educate yourself on this bill. Please educate yourself on the agenda of full decriminalization that is coming from our legislators right now. It is going to heavily impact black and Latino girls heavily. If we do not keep our eye on this, we're basically saying it is okay for you 
to be used for someone else's financial gain and to be used as a cavity, not even a person, just a sexual cavity for someone to get pleased nine to 21 times a day. Oh, Jesus. Who wants to sleep with anybody nine to 12? I don't care how fine you are. Nobody wants to sleep with anybody nine to 21 times a day. And then you're talking about people who are twice and triple times your age. They smell bad. They got bumps on them. They've got diseases and they're coming and want to be with a child. And we want to we want to uh, create an environment that will create a cesspool in places like Oakland. Where we're already having a huge problem where on any given night, there's 20 girls that are out there loitering for the purposes of prostitution. It's not okay, And so, um, you know, and that's low. 20 is low. I mean, that's just one neighborhood. That's just that's just over on International. What about on San Pablo? What about off of Seminary? What about, you know, it's out there. And um, and then what about all the survival sex that people are doing in the encampments because mm-hmm. they're homeless? Right. You know, and then right here in our church, it's like you said. Oh, wow. Well, we are going to come back. We're going to talk about how they can get in touch with you, Pastor Phyllis, and uh, and be, get more plugged into what you're doing. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, are in the studio just having a great time talking with Pastor Phyllis Scott. Thank you for being on the show, Pastor Phyllis. Thank you for having me. That's an honor. <laughs> yes, it's just wonderful to hear your story and um, to hear your passion and to know that you are representing the pastors of Oakland in, um, in representing the 106 that have lost their lives, including those that have died as a result of gun violence, as a result of human trafficking, as a result of domestic violence. My God, Lord, help us. So I want to ask, uh, how can people get involved with what you're doing, either with Tree of Life or with Pastors of Oakland? Um, They can reach me at um, Phyllis Scott Ministries. Uh, which is our website. There is a place there where you can leave your information 
in terms of me getting reaching back to you and speaking with you or give me your comments or what it is that you would like to get involved in. Um, right now, there are several projects that I'm working on that are community-based and community-focused. Uh, one of them is the chaplaincy, the community chaplaincy program, which is an eight to, to nine-week training program that trains community activists, community members, pastors, evangelists, just people that have a passion to want to help. And we train for, we've been, this is our third class. Um, and what we do is we'll be trained and certified to go out and begin to do those things that we need to do, which is be a comforter uh, to people that are going through traumatic traumas. We're finding people at their worst and we're bringing the comfort that they may need and the resources that they may need. And if anyone feels that they are interested in that, once again, you can go on Phyllis Scott's Ministries or you can call the church office at 510-688-7437. Um, also, that's for anything, uh, the pain to purpose um, that we do uh, periodically. There is a ministry that deals with, it's a spiritual wellness ministry, and it helps people. I'm working with some people right now that have just recently been released from 20 years in prison that are going through traumatic trauma as they try to re uh, uh, re reinvest themselves into society and how worthless they feel. Many of them have felt that they want to commit suicide. And oftentimes, I just want to say this. I, I really need to say this. You know, um, I'm a pastor and have been a pastor for 20 years, and I've begun my ministry in pastoral leadership. But oftentimes, the churches are not designed to meet the needs of every single person. And you have what I call lifeboats. And these are the lifeboats that we have. Chaplaincy, moving from pain to purpose, uh, getting involved in things that help you to heal. Um, and so if you're in need, if you're, there is no shame in your trauma. Mm-hmm. I just need to say that there is no shame in your trauma because I believe and I've lived it that you can move from pain to purpose. Yes. Wow. Awesome. Well, I totally agree. I'm a witness and I totally agree to that. And um, so there you have it. Ways that you can connect with Pastor Phyllis and all the beautiful things she's doing. Want to re- just remind you that uh, you can find out more about the things that Love Never Fails is involved in uh, by going to our website, which is www.loveneverfailsus.com. Also, we've already started doing registrations for our upcoming IT class for 2022. And you can register today by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash IT biz. Uh, also want to encourage you to check our uh, social media pages for upcoming events, which is Love Never Fails fan page on Facebook, Love Never Fails 5 on Twitter. We're actually going to have a Twitter day, uh, Twitter giving back day on the 15th. So you can find out more about that. And that's Love Never Fails 5. And we're also on Instagram, Love Never Fails Us. All right. Um, we also, I did want to mention that we are uh, trying to get Um, People to send letters to the governor to oppose SB 357. Just want to emphasize that. 
And then, um, and so go to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash SB357 and learn more, as I mentioned earlier. And then we also have a giving campaign and we want to ask you to help us bridge ourselves into November. As you all know, we had some challenges with our funding and specifically some government agencies haven't paid the bills yet. And we are in a little bit of a pickle. We need your help. You can support us by going to HTTPS forward slash colon forward slash forward slash www.tinyurl.com forward slash LNF strong. So please support the work that we're doing and go to that URL. Any amount would be wonderful and we great, greatly thank you. And of course, we want to end our show. If you haven't heard it before or you need to hear it again, we want to make sure that you know that you are left. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance. Give up your General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.